Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Like that, you can never really get that time back. You know what I mean? Like, you're not, no. not that it's wasted time. I'm just saying... Because it's in such small increments over the day or the week of the year, you can never really—I don't know. But if there is, um, if there is ever fully automatic self-driving cars, which they're now rolling out fully over in uh, San Fran, by the way, they're testing out Tesla's Tesla's fully dri- driving self-driving cars. There won't be traffic lights anymore. Oh yeah, there won't need to be. But they'll just crisscross perfectly. So cars will come up. There'll be no one stopping. You will just the car will be perfectly able to find the gap with the car coming from the left to the right, and you're going straight forward. It sounds magical, but terrifying. terrifying. Yeah, you, there'll be no traffic lights, but you'll be having a heart attack as you're going across you'd the junction. You'll probably get used like, to it though. <gasps> oh. I'd say after a while now you get used to it, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of errors and crashes and stuff, which oh, yeah. is not nice. Six months of your life stuck at a red light. I wonder if they have added because I would just imagine that that's longer if you're stuck on the M50. I know a lot of people are working from home now, but you know, let's say no- normal times, if you're working for 40 years of your life and you have to use the M50 every single day, how much of your life is spent sitting in traffic on the M50? Yeah, but sitting in traffic is different to sitting at a red light. Uh, yeah. Like as in, there can be no traffic and you can hit a red light and that will slow up your journey. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? It's just... Uh, but if you're, if, you're an, draw. if you're an unfortunate M50 driver... How long? Like you easily could spend on a good day a half an hour each way. An hour a day, hundred. Just no, I'm not even going to work that out. It'd be far too depressing. Right. Uh, it is eleven o'clock on the way. Uh, control Alt Delete. Hackers threatening or demanding a ransom. Otherwise, they're going to be releasing people's over in Finland. They'll be releasing their uh, psychotherapy notes, which is absolutely horrifically insane. There's news on that. And also, let me just see now. Oh yeah, they found loads of water on the moon. Do we need more water? Don't know, but apparently science and NASA seem excited about it. Okay, so, good. good. There's water on the moon. If we ever run out of it here, we can just go to the moon and drink it there. Uh, more on that, and uh, we'll be chatting to a professor of psychology about why it is good for you to have two languages, not just for your overall intelligence and your exams, but for your brain health. That's on the way next here on F104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. F4. Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104. Now it is time for... Room 104's Control-Alt-Delete. Quick roundup of the latest news from the world of science and technology. We're nerding it out here this evening at 11 o'clock, 5 past 11 of a Tuesday evening. The first story is one of the scummiest stories that you'll come across in a long while. I, I don't know if you've ever been a victim of a 
digital hack or anyone trying to extort money out of you, but ransomware attacks are kind of common enough. What you can do is if you get a virus infected on your computer, it'll encrypt your entire computer so you can't open your computer ever again. And a message will come up saying, if you don't pay us $1,000 in Bitcoin, uh, you'll never get your files back ever again. Oh no, I've heard of these types of scams. Thankfully, it hasn't happened to me, but... Yeah, really difficult because sometimes there's nothing... If the hack is so bad, there's nothing you can do, only yeah. cough up the money. And this is happening a lot of uh, businesses who obviously have really important information. And just mm. like if you were a college student and you did like your dissertation or whatever on it, and they were like, sorry, see you, bye. You'd be absolutely shafted and screwed, right? See, these are becoming more and more popular. And some kind of scummy people, some, some of these hackers have targeted hospitals. So they have locked all the hospital systems and locked all the patient records and said, yeah, you're never getting these ever again unless you give us like a couple of hundred thousand. It's just cruel, isn't it? And they just kind of have to cough up the money and hope that the hackers will at least be honest or, you know, give their word that they will actually unlock the files and unlock the system so they can continue. But how about this? Over in Finland, a a psychiatric service centre has been hacked and now the crowd that are doing this are demanding that the hacker, or demanding that people pay them a couple of hundred dollars or they will release all their psychotherapy notes online and make them public. How evil is that? Can they not do anything about that? Not really. If they've been hacked and they turn around and go, listen, we now have all your files so we can share personal... Can you imagine the type of stuff you're going to be talking about in psychotherapy? Really deep, personal, intimate stuff wow. that you only you and your therapist need to know about and want to know and about. And then it's going to be exposed to, yeah. to everyone. Yeah, you know, because that's hugely private stuff and now they're turning around and kind of going, well, listen... You either pay us the money or you don't pay us the money. So they're initially looking for 200 euro worth of Bitcoin in the first 24 hours. If you refuse to pay, that then goes up to 500 euro. And they say after that, we'll make your information public. Pure evil. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? They said they've also, um, this psychiatric centre has also got a demand from the hackers saying that we want 500,000 euro. Otherwise, all of this stolen data will be put into the public domain. So not only do they have names, addresses, phone numbers, personal information, but they have the notes that have been obviously recorded and digitised. And and a lot of places are moving out to online therapy where you're chatting with a, yeah, of course. a, a therapist remotely or online and, and people are saving the files and information. But who has 500,000? Well, they're, they're asking the centre, they're asking the, psychi- the, the hospital basically to pay this. Yeah, but even the hospital, if they're doing that every couple of days, come on. Yeah. They can't. Well, they are. And again, I don't know how you fix this problem are they going to have to turn around and just kind of go we just have to pay that's what I mean if they're going to pay then the hackers are going brilliant this is working we'll continue on so the wild wild west on the internet but that is happening it's a ransomware attack over at it's a Vastamo over in Finland it is a yeah it's a psychiatric centre where they're doing this so go see someone face to face yeah and don't be but even still I mean they'll have the files probably written up somewhere as well do you know what I mean yeah yeah. Could happen yeah. anywhere. Uh, so that's happening over in Finland. Uh, next story, I don't know if you'd be interested in this, but uh, Tinder is now, we talked about this, Facebook last week did this, but Tinder has rolled out their own video chatting element of their platform. That is just asking for trouble and but you know what. is it not slightly better so that you know that there's a real human being at the end of it? Because a lot of people complain about being catfished online or being ghosted online. If you can strike up a video conversation with someone, you know exactly what the person looks like. Whether, you know, cause sometimes people put up a, a profile picture from seven years ago and they've let themselves go really badly <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, I'm really into my health and fitness and I'm all this stuff. And then you're like, oh God. That has happened actually quite a lot though. But people can put filters on their videos. 
Yeah, they can, can't they? Do you know, and that's probably what's going to happen. Mm. It's like Tinder with filters. Yeah. Now, they're rolling, they've rolled this out. I can't, don't know if they've rolled this out here initially, but this has been rolled out in one or two countries from the start of the year. It's now been rolled out globally. So you'll be able to, if you're on Tinder right now, you'll be able to opt in to, you, to doing video chats with people that you match with. Okay, well, I mean, in a way, it's good if you want to get serious and you want to find a potential partner, maybe. Mm. At the same time, I think you could be asking for a bit of a stalker. If they suddenly see what you look like and where you live and all the rest of it, it might be a bit invasive, I would say. Yeah, I don't know. I used Tinder once managing Search's account and there's a lot of freaks. I don't know if, if the freaks would be willing to message you some of the stuff would have the ability to even talk. Do you think? They might be on a higher calibre of person who's be willing to jump on and have a chat with you. And Some people go. are weird though. Some people are weird and they are pretty much on Tinder. But there you go. If you uh, want to take your online dating to the next level in 2020, Tinder has now rolled out its video, face-to-face video chatting feature on the app that should be available for everyone now. This next study is fascinating. I absolutely love it because the one thing I hate in life the most, the most, okay, one, uh, I don't like being late when other people are late. Don't mind it so much now, but the only other thing that drives me insane. I was late today. I know, yeah. Didn't want to bring it up. Listen. It wasn't actually my fault. Late for a thing. Like, if you go to the cinema and the cinema says nine o'clock, if I'm in the cinema at half half nine, I'm going to have, my head will explode, right? Can't really? deal with I always stuff. do that. Appointments? No, can't deal. Huh. The only other thing that drives me insane, right, is people interrupting you. Oh, yeah. Constantly. I do that. When you're starting to talk and they're like, you're just like... <laughs> oh, I just it, it feels like I'm being physically pushed back and I'm like I really don't have the mental capacity to repeat everything I've just said because you got an idea about something in your head that isn't and it's worse when they interrupt you when it's nothing to do with the conversation you're having they just you just remember something from ages ago oh did I tell you about things I was like, what are you on about welcome to the female race oh I know that's we it. love doing that because you're talking absolute and utter SHIT and then we think oh my god actually I forgot to tell him about this I must, I must interrupt yeah I can't stand it. Cannot stand we it. We don't mean to do it. You do mean to do it. You don't care. As you said, you're not listening. You're thinking of your own things. You're like, oh, did I tell? Oh, you were, your mouth was moving. Were you talking? Oh, sorry, you were talking. No, but I have something better to say. That's all that's going <laughs> we're on. We're just a bit selfish. Yeah, horrifically, insanely selfish. Anyway, I cannot stand that, right? But it turns out that uh, being interrupted is... Uh, no, I shouldn't say interrupted conversationally, but being interrupted at work is insanely bad for you. What do you mean insanely bad for you? Really bad for you. Really bad for you. So <laughs> bad for your brain. Bad for bad your for health. <laughs> bad for your biology. Bad for your body, right? So you know one of the most frustrating things about working in an office is the constant interruptions. Yeah. Especially like if you're in an open plan office, probably one of the benefits from working from home is you might actually get some work done without the interruptions. Without someone from the other side of the office walking down board going, so, uh, <laughs> someone a coffee? Or, uh, did that not happen to us every single day? We did it as well. Yeah, we did. Sauntered into audio guys being like, yeah, any crack? What's going on? And they're just there, we're trying to do something. Like, all right, see you later. Floating around, you know, distracting yourself from work. Right, but... um. They did a study with two groups of people and they showed that workplace stress can affect your heart rate and it can affect your blood pressure, right? So they they set up this fake scenario with two groups of people and they said, you need to prepare for a promotion. So when there was a promotion on the line, uh, even a fake one, right? They found that by measuring people's heart rate and blood pressure, even a fake promotion, the idea of you have to work for a promotion causes biological changes, causes you to, as I said, increase your heart rate and your blood pressure and you can measure that, right? But it turns out that even worse than that, even worse than setting this task of going for promotion will stress you out. But constantly interrupting somebody's workflow causes cortisol levels to skyrocket. 
Now, cortisol is the stress hom- hormone. Yeah. When, when you're when you're stressed out, you release cortisol, right? So when you're just been given the idea of a promotion at work or something like that, and you're left to your own devices, you're still stressed, but your heart rate's elevated, your blood pressure's up, your cortisol's up a little bit, but constant interruptions mean that your cortisol levels go through the roof and so much so that they were able to detect cortisol stress levels in your spit, in your saliva, right? So not only, you've probably heard that constant interruptions are bad for your productivity, you can never get anything done, but now constant interruptions are destroying your health, are raising your cortisol levels and are incredibly bad for you. That's absolutely fascinating. So anytime you interrupt someone, you are causing a biological stress response and could be killing them. But I guess to the person that's interrupting, they're um, releasing happy hormones and they're delighted no, with life. Yeah, they don't care. Like, I have so much to say. So much to say. But so I just thought that was fascinating. Two groups of people, they were working in an office scenario, but constant interruptions drove their cortisol levels through the roof. So it's not just about a productivity thing where someone's interrupting your work. Where you're like, I can't get anything done. This is so annoying. Your, your physical, your, your body is responding and changing in dangerous, unhealthy ways when someone interrupts you. That's why we hate open plan offices. That's why they're kind of useless because not only are they unproductive but they're bad for your health now. Well, we actually love them. I love them because I like talking but I get no work done. Yeah, I haven't seen Tara in like two hours and I'm like, oh You can't distract Tara now, yeah? No. But Tara, her cortisol levels must be be much lower as are mine, not being interrupted. But there you go. (laughs) Work interruptions, not only do they do your head in but they're now really, really bad for you and will raise your cortisol levels. So don't be interrupting people anymore. It's my public health message tonight. It's very hard to do. It's not very hard to do if you're decent, when, when if something you're, pops into your head you're and you're a decent human being, excited to tell it. If you're just a normal, decent human being. No, de- we're decent human beings with a lot to say. That is the moral of the <clears> story. <throat> anyway, All right. moving okay. slowly on. Boston Dynamics, they are the company over in Massachusetts who are making that robotic dog. Oh, yeah. The, so you don't need a, a guide dog or a care dog or... A human or yeah. workers or people in the factory. I love this idea. Mm, yeah, so Boston Dynamics, they if you've seen any of those robo-dogs float, popping up on your Instagram, it's from these guys. They're a company over in Massachusetts. They go, you can buy one of these dogs for $75,000 a piece, but now they're adding slightly... They're adding kind of accessories that you can add onto it. One being a arm. So they will put where the dog's head should be there will now be an arm that can pick up things, grab things, lift things, move things around. Ah, that's great. That's a good idea, isn't it? Yeah. One step closer to putting people completely out of a job. Okay. I was thinking for maybe elderly people that might invest in one of these dogs that not only are they company, but they can also help them pick up things that they might well, not be able to These pick. dogs wouldn't really be the kind of company dogs. These are like the ones from Black Mirror that look like they're going to kill you. I know they look like they're going to kill you, yeah. but will they not kind of act like a dog? Not the no, there's no tail wagging. There's no sitting. It's oh. just move. It's on all fours, moving back and forth, oh. doing things. So it's not like in any way cute. Oh, okay. It's that's a bit sad. Yeah, they're gonna. I guarantee you, they're gonna put guns on these things sooner rather than later and send them into the uh, different scenarios. But uh, it has this retractable arm on it now, which will be able to, as I said, do things, pick up things, work in a factory, go and go and do stuff, and. Uh, they just look horrifying. If you've seen that episode of Black Mirror, have you seen that episode yeah. of Black Mirror with the dogs? They're literally exactly like that. But that's coming into our future fairly uh, fairly soon. 75 grand, if you have it, you can buy yourself a dog now with an extra arm to uh, pick up things. Um, the dog's name is called Spot, by the way. So if you want to have a Google of that and just be terrified, there you go. Final story, they have found loads of water on the moon. Yeah, what about this now? This is very confusing to me. I don't know if this is a good thing, a bad thing. Will it affect us at all? It, might, it would definitely not going to affect us, but it, it turns out that 
NASA thought there was a bit of water on the moon. Turns out there's loads of water on the moon, a lot of water underneath the, just underneath the surface and in the soil. Uh, everywhere there's kind of shadows on the moon. They think there's probably water because it's so cold. Now, why is this important? Uh, this is what one of the, Professor Hain, the guy who helped discover this, said, if we're right, water is going to be more accessible for drinking water, for rocket fuel, everything NASA, everything that NASA needs water for. So they may not have to bring as much stuff up with them when they're going back to the moon. Right, okay, Because they can it. set up a little well on the moon. Ah, okay. You know? And so they can leave a lot of stuff, which will make it easier to launch rockets and make it easier to get out of Earth's atmosphere. And I'm sure... Um, some billionaires are going to be trying to get like lunar water. Why would you not? They'll, uh, I drink, Bottle I, it. I only drink water from the moon. Sorry. so Freshest. The freshest moon water available. And on top of that, Nokia have won a contract to put up a 4G network on the moon. No, they have not. Yeah, yeah. Better reception on the moon than there is in parts of Dublin. What? Yeah. Obviously, they're planning on colonising parts of, my, of the moon or maybe setting up a few little bases on the moon so that they'll, whether they're going to leave... I don't actually know if the 4G will be able to communicate back on Earth, but it'll be able to communicate amongst itself. It'll have a cellular network on the moon. Weird. I know, very weird. So the, the lads are up to something. Yeah, they there's are a few, up to something. There's a few people planning on moving. They found the water and they've got the Wi-Fi. The only two what things that need? they need. And there you go. Yeah. Just wonder how long it would take to stream a movie from Earth to the moon. You'd be buffering for quite a you while. Could, you could be, yeah. Uh, You'd only be on 720. You wouldn't get no HD. No, you wouldn't. Be a bit frustrating. Still, it'd be worth it. Yeah, it definitely would be worth it. And over in uh, San Fran as well, they are starting to roll out the first tests of Tesla's fully automatic self-driving cars. At the moment, you still need to have drivers behind the wheel. They're kind of only a driver assisted at the moment, but now they're going, they're going fully automatic. I love this. Yeah. It's Honestly, exciting I, and terrifying at the same time. I, I think... I'll be so sad the time that comes around when teenagers do not need to do their driving test anymore because there's no need for it. They'll never have to have to actually manually drive a car. I, I think still some people you'd never like to give up driving. Driving's fun. Look, I don't mind driving. The test is horrific. The test you have well, to do for some people is horrific. Well, for me it was awful four times. First so. time, no biggie. <laughs> You people make me sick. But no, sure. honestly, I do get annoyed when I think that if they ever did away with the Leaving Cert or the Junior Cert, like this year, pandemic year, when the teachers were like, do you know what? Do you, do you want to do the exam or do you want us to just mark you? Like, when was that ever going to happen for us? Well, thanks. I had to study my back. I didn't do anything to be honest. I was meant to study my backside off or else I couldn't have a, have a summer to remember. So it would have been grounded. Tragic. Awful. And now look at us. You yeah. don't even have to learn to drive anymore. There you go. Self-driving cars. So they're going fully self-driving over in San Fran at the moment, the new Teslas and they'll be, uh, be having a look to see whether they work or not, whether there's going to be some issues. That's Control-Alt-Delete for uh, this evening anyway. Still to come on the show, being bilingual, how good it is for your brain health, not just your general intelligence, but it can delay the onset of things like Alzheimer's and dementia by several years as well. So we'll be chatting to a professor of psychology about that shortly. Music still to come from Gavin James and Niall Hornet. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104, still to come, being bilingual, good for your brain health. Why exactly we'll be chatting to a professor of psychology who will explain a little bit more about that to you. Now, I don't usually like to talk about uh, the Kardashians. No. Good news is the series is over. 
I've never watched one episode. Nor have I, but uh, news that the series has come to an end after 20 seasons. Great news. Yeah. But um, Kim Kardashian West is getting a little bit of flack online for a tweet she posted up. What did she post up? She was trying to be humble and grateful and thankful. And a lot of people weren't having it. Now, her being humble and grateful and thankful is probably a little bit different to me or you. Slightly different to the average person who's trying to be humble, grateful and... uh, Thankful. I don't know, mm. uh, thankful and, gra- and and relatable and all those types of things. So uh, what do you make of this? Let me just read this out, okay? Because uh, <laughs> it's her 40th birthday. She said, 40 and feeling so humbled and blessed. Well, that's fine. There is not a single day that I take for granted, especially during these times when we are all reminded of the things that truly matter. Nothing really wrong with that, is there? No, I wouldn't have said so. That's fine. She's just, you know, saying she doesn't want to take life for granted which maybe 2020 that's the one thing it'll teach us and the only good thing to come will be to next time your mates ask you to go for a pint don't say no never say no just go out and appreciate the fact that the pubs are open I will never say no to any night out ever again there you go and I don't think anyone will and you know for the future kids in this generation when your mum is 30, 40 and 50 she's never going to see you because she's making up for the last time of 2020 yeah, it's like I'm much. going out and I don't care if I'm 48 years of age I'm putting on the uh, what's that type of dress called what are those really skinny dresses? A bodycon? Bodycon, yeah. yeah. Banging on the bodycon and going out dancing. Yeah, and, and you can't care. say she's not a good mother because she suffered. No, no, she's a terrible mother, but sure, look, she can use that excuse <laughs> uh, that she didn't get to go out. So anyway, this is what uh, Kim has posted up trying to be like, humble on her birthday and let everyone know that take things, don't take things for granted and blah, blah, blah. She continues on with this. Oh, okay, so that's not the end. No, 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 this is the start of an a interesting thread she oh, okay. posted up, okay? So there you go. 40, feeling humbled. Um... We are all reminded. We are all unified in being reminded of the things that truly matter. Okay, here's the next text. For my birthday this year, I couldn't think of a better way to spend it than with some of the people who have helped shape me into the woman I am today. Fair enough. We kind of all want to be with the important people in our lives. Yeah, of course. Continue on. Okay. Before COVID, I don't think any of us truly appreciated what a simple luxury it was to be able to travel and to be together with family and friends in a safe environment. Yeah. Again, I'm 100% behind Kim K here. Yeah, no, she's saying every what everyone is thinking and what she's saying is perfectly fine. Now, along with these posts, by the way, are pictures of her with friends and family. Yeah, but they're not um, current, are they? Oh, they are, yeah. These are only recent. Oh. Anyway, don't worry about right, it. Right, okay. She's humble, grateful and thankful. Right. Okay. After two weeks of multiple health screens and asking everyone to quarantine, I surprised my closest inner circle with a trip to a private island where we could pretend things were normal just for a brief moment in time. Oh my God. Okay. We danced, rode bikes, swarmed near whales, kayaked, watched a movie on the beach and so much more. I realised that for most people, this is something that is so far out of reach right now. So in moments like these, I am humbly reminded of how privileged my life is. Oh my Hashtag this is 40. God, how does anybody watch that show? And people have also come, you know, the, the Twitter mob, you don't put anything really up wow. on Twitter because people will just rip it apart because the most miserable part of you gets exposed on Twitter and it's just to go there for the gutter of hate. So instead of saying, hey, look, I actually am very humbled by, you know, all that I have in life and, you know, thanks a million for all the support and all the rest of it. And yeah. like, you know, I understand these times are tough and we're all going through it together. I am socially distanced from everybody yeah. that I'm not in my family, yeah. you know, whatever, with. And then she proceeds to put up pictures of her and her friends, oh, yeah. takes them to a private island and yeah. just has, it's basically like F.U. world, 
Uh, I know you can't do this, but I can. And I am so humbled and privileged that I took people out to a private island where we all were drinking and we were all having fun and we were all having da- dancing. Deluded. Like, uh, uh, do you think it is? Because America t- is is probably one of the worst countries in the world right now for COVID, for cases and for deaths. So to come out, I mean, she's trying to say that she appreciates this and she's humble, but I just feel as if she's, a l- in fairness, she's saying she's out of touch. But it's just so off it's the mark, isn't it? irritating. Like, though, go have it? your private party and just don't post it online. Or say, you know, just keep that stuff to yourself. Like, how does she think that by writing this to the world that people are going to go, yeah, Kim, that's brilliant. You're such an icon. Now, people have straight away messaged back saying things like, Kim, there's people that are dying. People haven't seen their family in seven months. And she's like, well, I just flew them to a private island. Because I was privileged uh, enough to do that. Fair enough. You can do that. No, I'm sorry. It's so wrong. It's so, so idiotic. <laughs> she needs to actually be a Darwin Awardee. Oh, that's a great nomination. She we can shred to, her this evening. Actually. We're going to shred her. Let's shred her. Actually, because, no, let's shred her right now. Yeah, let's Through shred that. her this evening now. So again, you can imagine some of the comments that are coming in on this. Like, wow, so fun. My family still hasn't met my six month old baby, but I'm glad you're rich. Ah. Oh wow I've no words I don't know People wonder why they hate them And they hate all that kind of Part of the internet And that whole Influencer Instagram culture Which they kind of helped start It's just like Mother's Day is around the corner Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life With a stunning piece of jewellery From Blue Nile From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones Blue Nile has something she'll adore Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You could Painful. just you could just leave it at I don't know what you could leave it at. You could just say, I had a great birthday. We just Just shut up, Camilla. I just don't know. Seriously. I just don't know. But listen listen, your twenty twenty might be going badly, but um Kim's isn't. Kim's she wants you to know. Kim's is going great. She is having a phenomenal time. She has a. She brought people out to a private island. Was able to pay for all their flights. Was able to get every single person tested. But you, actually, hang on. I just wonder what the travel restrictions are. Because do they have non-essential travel in place? Did she still technically breach? Quarantine? Oh, I'm sure she did. I yeah. know they have different ones in different. Uh, they have different ones. But does she realise she could have done that in her house over Zoom? She could have had a Zoom quiz like the rest of us. Like just because leaving your little yeah, they have a mansion anyway. Mansion. 
Your little mansion. Several mansions. Leaving your, your mansion doesn't mean that, oh, well, th- it's okay now to, you know, be with all my friends and have a big party just because we're on an island. Yeah. Oh, God, people have too much money. People have too much money and not common sense. So there you go. The good news this evening is Kim K is having a great life, a better life than you, a private island with all her friends and family. She has seen all her friends and family for her 40th birthday, but you aren't allowed people over for your kids' communion. You aren't allowed to do anything for your 30th or no. your 21st. You aren't allowed to even think of going out and you can't even go down for a pint, okay? But if you have money... You can... FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. Niall Horn, nice to meet you. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on Room 104 with Play Blue. You can visit our flagship store in Tala or get free delivery at playblue.ie. A couple of text messages that have come in there in the last few moments. Uh, if you drink water from the moon, your whole body will glow. Fact. <laughs> Fair enough. Just chatting about the fact that NASA has uh, I love that. found a hell of a lot more water on the moon than they previously thought. But thank you. Um, thank you for that text. <laughs> I'd love to drink water from the moon. I don't know. I think you'd probably explode. <laughs> it's just water. I know, but just it just would be weird. I wouldn't like to be the first person to try it. That'll be Kim K's next thing. So privileged to be able to drink moon lunar water. And I brought all of my family there too. Yeah. Uh, evening, Barry. Barry said, we get driverless cars and the pubs are closed. Yeah. So tragic. I know, Such it's, bad timing. It's terrible. <sighs> it's all Kim's fault. Yeah, that's right. D- Dave, good evening. Dave in the van. What's the crack, sir? Uh, long time no chat. Hope you're doing well. He has said, <laughs> who's worse? Kim K or Trump? I would say Kim. Oh. I would actually say Kim is worse. That's a very good question. Now, I know there's a lot of Kim fangirls out there that are like, oh, she's got her own business and she's an entrepreneur. Like, wow. She's like, a she, melt. She got her hoop out, literally got her hoop out, uh, released a sex tape and became famous. And her family were involved with defending O.J. Simpson, who was a murderer. Anyway, an icon. Who is worse, her or Trump? Oh, it's 7679104. Dave, who are you going with? Go into your head. You have to make a decision. Who do you think? I'd have to just say. Like, Trump has only been in power for four years. She's been around for what, 15, 20 years? She's been around too long. Too long, yeah. No, I think I'd have to just side with Trump on this one and just prefer to be in his company, <laughs> which is saying a lot. Oh, God. And yeah. Kim, I just can't cope if with any of them. If, if you're stuck on a desert island and you can only bring Trump or Kim Kardashian, who do you bring? Trump. Really? Yeah. He actually would talk more sense. It's a great island. Huge, huge island. <laughs> yeah. He'd open up a hotel and casino while you're on it. You're like, this is great, yeah. Trump. Amazing. Happy days. Actually, yeah, no brainer. Once we're socially distanced, of course. There'd be a beach resort. And a casino. It would be a failing casino. He wouldn't pay anyone. It would go bankrupt after a while. But at least it'd be a bit of crack there for a few bit weeks. Bit of crack. It would be listening to, I don't know what yeah. I'm doing today because there's nothing to do. <laughs> I literally can't cope with her. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. What? It's a saying. Oh my God. No, yeah, and you would have so many, like you have so many Irish people who are speaking like this now too. They're just extending all their vowels. You're like, shut up. Yeah. That's a tough question. Let's put that out to you now this evening. Dave has, has suggested that, but what is the answer? Who would you be stuck on a desert island with if you could only choose? Why do you have to turn this so negative and dark? Why are we ending? Why Dave. are we nearly ending the it was show? Dave's fault. Dave, why would you do this to us? This is all Dave. It's a good question, though. If, if you had to only bring one of them to the desert island. Imagine one of them and a bounty bar. Oh, oh amazing. That'd be the dream. No. I'm just trying to think, like, what positive things could Trump bring? 
to the your island experience? Um, is he business minded? He is to a, he is to an extent, I guess. Yeah, yeah, he is. So I mean, that's what he kind of has. You can also question his business background because again, a lot of yeah, it a lot make of people sense. Let a, left out of pocket, a lot of bankruptcies, mm. a lot of all that kind of stuff. But Dave, I, I think he'd be more interesting to have a conversation with than she would. Do you think so? Yeah, I think so. They're both probably as equally self-centered as each other. Oh, I know they are, yeah. It's a tough question, Dave says. I think they both complement each other. Actually, they'd make a great couple. The odd couple. Who is worse, Kim K or Trump? And is Kanye technically running for president? Doesn't he is, want to? But is, is he on the ballot? Is what, I don't know if he is. Anyway, uh, Trump or Kim K? Mm, I'd yeah. say it's going to be 50-50 oh, 0876797104 I'd say uh, I mean looks wise you're going to go with Kim K she's a better looking woman but I don't know if that would tire very very quickly in a survival situation on a desert island but then again Trump I don't know if he'd be willing to get his hands dirty would he be willing to come with you and chop down a few trees and build a hut probably not would he stab you in the back they both would <laughs> she would too <laughs> fair Listen, let us know. Trump. Trump or Kim K on a desert island with you? It would be bleak either it would, way. It would be bleak existence. Right. Bleak existence, but you had to choose one. 0876797104. You can WhatsApp us and let us know. Still to come on the show, being bilingual, very, very good for your brain health. Um, not just your overall intelligence, not just good for your ability to pass, you know, French, Irish or English exams. Uh, why though and how can being bilingual delay the onset of certain mental illnesses we'll be talking about that a little bit later on uh, well a little bit later on the next 10-15 minutes we'll be chatting to a professor of psychology from Toronto about that uh, music from Gavin James Boxes on the way next FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long it's Room 104 it's Cormac and Saoirse here and if you're able if you're bilingual and you're listening if you're one of those rare few people who is in fact able to speak more than one language properly by the way not like a junior cert level Irish um, that we sometimes all struggle with let us know drop us a WhatsApp 87 uh, many languages can you speak Saoirse? I can speak one not very well <laughs> which is English no I'm terrible with languages I know we obviously had to learn Irish in school and we had to kind of uh, was it French or German in your school as well that you got to choose for your leaving cert I was terrible yeah. at languages it just it just wasn't for me whereas two of my siblings studied languages and are pretty fluent in Italian now as well which is pretty cool but w- are they more intelligent than me I don't know who knows Probably are. Anyway, new research has come out looking into the impact. If you are bilingual, are able to speak two languages, apparently your brain is going to be healthier and might uh, uh, age in a slightly better fashion as well. New research has come out looking into the impact of things like uh, Alzheimer's or dementia on people with two languages seem to fare a little bit better than those who only have the one. Joining us now from York University in Toronto, Ellen Bialystok, how are you? Hi there, nice to be here. Thanks a million for taking the time to speak to us. Now, I read this article about people who may speak one or two languages more than anyone else might have a healthier brain. Is there research to back that up? There's actually quite a lot of research. And the idea behind it is very simple. Being bilingual means that your brain is always having to manage two languages that potentially interfere with each other and they're always on and available. So to be able to get a whole sentence out in just one language 
in just the right language, your brain needs to pay more attention than a monolingual brain. And over time, this attention that your brain pays to getting the right language out builds up the brain networks and makes it a stronger, healthier brain. So just using two languages is like getting constant exercise for your brain in much the same way as going to the gym exercises your muscles. It provides a problem that your brain is constantly dealing with and so it becomes stronger. Is there an age limit to this? Like, I can't speak two languages fluently, but is there, does this only really matter if someone who's brought up speaking two languages or can someone in their 20s, 30s or 40s benefit from learning a second language? Well, it's a really important question. So as we see these effects, we see them as practice effects. If you want to play the piano really well, you know that the more you practice, the better you play. If you start playing at a younger age, there's a good chance you will progress farther as an adult or an older adult. It's the same with language. These are practice effects. So the more practice you have, the more the better the outcome will be. So if you start bilingual experience at an early age and that becomes part of your whole life, you just had more opportunity. But to get to your question, it's never too late. So an older adult who starts to learn a language probably will never become bilingual, probably will never be completely fluent in both languages. But the very act of learning the language and trying to use it on occasion is brain exercise. And what's really at issue here is brain exercise. It's just like the gym. So the more you exercise your brain, the stronger it gets. So starting uh, start at an older age and you're still doing good for your brain, even if you don't become bilingual. Now, I'm assuming if you did have a few languages under your belt, but you weren't using them often, that that doesn't really make your brain healthy at all. Well, you know, because it's a, it's a practice effect, you got to be using them. So if you were bilingual as a child and then you drop one of your languages and don't use it for 30 years or so, uh, the, the benefit of that bilingualism will diminish. Will it completely go away? Nobody really knows, but it will certainly diminish. So again, the critical feature here is using both languages just as uh, practicing anything is essential for keeping up the benefits. So uh, obviously along that line, keeping your brain healthy, just exactly what have you found can this brain exercise, trying to learn a second language, what can, I've read some things in relation to Alzheimer's and different things like that, can Mm -hmm. it have an impact on that? Right, and so this is the most dramatic result. We've We've looked at a lot of kinds of outcomes, and they're interesting, but the most dramatic result is that for an older adult who's bilingual, who is developing Alzheimer's neuropathology, there is a four- to five-year delay before that pathology is shown in symptoms. That is, all else being equal, monolinguals and bilinguals with exactly the same brains and the same amount of Alzheimer's disease pathology, bilinguals won't show symptoms of the disease for four or five years. They will appear to be completely normal. And this is important because there's no cure for Alzheimer's. So if you can function as though you're normal, despite there being pathology in your brain, 
that's about as good as it can get. That's fascinating. Um, but I guess, you know, I was never very good at languages in school and other people may be able to pick up a language a lot quicker than, than I would be able to. So are, are some people just designed not to be able to do this and not to have a healthy brain like other people? Well, I don't think so. I, you know, everything that we do, everything we learn to do falls into this strange, uh, vague notion called talent. So people are better at these things and not as good as those things. Some people find algebraic equations easier to learn. Some people find Latin verbs easier to learn. But that's a different point from saying we can all learn this. So you may not be interested in languages. You may have to focus more. You may have to try harder. But you're absolutely able to learn it, even if you don't have the same natural affinity that maybe your siblings do, as you mentioned earlier. So, no, we can all learn language, even though some of us have to put more effort into it. Uh, is, is there any optimal way that you've found that maybe learning a language would work, apart from, like, I'd love to move to maybe the south of Italy or the south of France, but unfortunately we can't. But if someone's just picking up a language for the first time, uh, any advice? Yeah, move to the south of Italy and the south of France, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? Right. So, I mean, you know, there's, there's a whole area of study involved in language pedagogy and so forth. And I think like learning anything, you've got to be motivated, you've got to be immersed in the environment, you've got to have the proper kinds of input around you. And if all the conditions are right, you'll learn the language, you will learn the language, I guarantee. But if you're sitting in a classroom and you're not really interested and the textbook is dry as toast, um, you know, that's not going to appeal to everybody. So I I wouldn't take our school experiences with language learning as evidence for our ability or lack of it. And just on that note, is there anything else you can do to kind of uh, help your brain learn a little bit more? Does it have to be languages or can you do it in other ways? Right. So, So I think this is important to keep in mind. So we call these effects that we see for bilingualism part of an area of cognitive reserve. Cognitive reserve is putting reserve cognition in your gas tank. So building up a reserve of of resources that you can rely on as even normal healthy aging begins to diminish your capacity. So with aging, our brains shrink a bit. It's inevitable. Our cognitive abilities slow down. It's inevitable. These are all parts of normal aging, not even with pathology like Alzheimer's disease. Cognitive reserve is the accumulation of all of the experiences that we've had that stimulate the brain and put kind of reserve cognition in the tank. So bilingualism is one experience. Cognitive reserve also is built up through formal education, through musical training, through social interactions, through um, any kind of high-skilled, intense activity that you learn, and notably aerobic exercise. These are all things that are good for your brain. So bilingualism is just one of a great list of things that build a better brain that can withstand the normal decline 
that occur with aging. Cool. We're going to get the old uh, language books out from school. It's uh, incredibly <laughs> fascinating, and I just—it's just language was never something I could pick up very no. well, and it was one of those subjects. That, no. And I, maybe it was how it was taught in our schools. You know, I, I'd kind of—I'd love to be able to, but I just never—I don't know. I always felt I didn't have the brain for it. Yeah, but you do. Just go to the south of Italy or the south of France, and you'll see how much your brain grows. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. High school uh, language classes that we we really rejected. Your brain yeah, and your no belly, problem. Cormac. I know, I'll have no problem ordering a glass of wine or a beer down in Italy if I had to. You know, that's the, the motivation that we need. Uh, listen, Professor Bialystok, thanks a million for popping on and speaking with us here this evening. Professor Ellen yes. Bialystok, thanks a million for popping on Room 104 tonight. Thank you very much. Double- FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.